Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills squished the fish 48 to 20 in Buffalo today in front of a crowded Orchard Park audience. The Bills squished the fish. They fry the fish, they saute the fish, they broil them, boil them, broil them, saute them. They did everything to them. They destroyed the Miami Dolphins today. Everyone thought that the Miami Dolphins were the team to go through in the AFC East. But uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, <laughs> it's the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are once again the kings of the AFC East. And the team to go through, maybe not only in the division, but also the AFC. They look tremendous today. Welcome, everyone, to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at the Delago Resort and Casino. If you're on the Route 90 and you happen to be driving by, get off at Route 40, or uh, I'm sorry, get off at Exit 41 and check out the Delago Resort and Casino. We are going to discuss this Bills victory today. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famer and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. We also have some hot takes for you, and we have a giveaway for our podcast listeners. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, I'll start with you, John. This was a tremendous game. How great are you feeling after this win? Feeling great. I feel like the Dolphins were sufficiently squished. Um, the there was a lot of back and forth at the beginning of the game, right? You know, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And it's getting a little bit worried that it was going to be a, a big shootout. Um, but the defense stepped up and did an amazing job. Um, and then the offense did obviously amazing as well. Um, really happy all around. I it was a great, great effort on both sides. Um, it's fantastic. Absolutely. A win in all three phases of the game. Tremendous victory. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on this win? It was a perfect game. It was it was turned into a slugfest, uh, but the Bills never never trailed, so you weren't nervous. Uh, and it just turned into a situation of who would link first, and fortunately it was the Dolphins. But it's, it, for me, it reinvigorated the, the rivalry, I guess, because the Dolphins looked exciting for quarter and a half anyway, but the Bills just continued the dominance 12 and 2 in the last 14 meetings, right? But that last year's playoff game, it was too close for comfort. So you don't really know. And like last, since last week, the Dolphins have been the toast of the NFL, but Bills brought them crashing back down to earth. And it makes me feel good about playing uh, the Broncos in the future. For sure. Yeah, 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 it does. You know, it's funny. We talked about this on the preview episode. Um, just like the teams that scored 60 plus games, they're one in six, like straight up against the teams 
th- that they've played the next week, and they were zero and seven against the spread. Um, the Buffalo Bills, obviously, adding to that now they're one and seven with the Bills' big win against us. We always thought, like like Mike said, that the toast of the town, the Miami Dolphins posting up seventy points against the Broncos, but the fact remained, and we talked about this. I'd like to give a, a shout out to our preview podcast because we talked about all these things and. All three of us, like none of us were too worried about this game. Whereas I was listening to the pregame show on like the Bills uh, radio station and uh, two of the folks that were doing their pregame show were like, I say the Dolphins 38-34, Dolphins 34-30. And I'm like, really? Like, I didn't think that at all. I think they were just really worried. Um, But if you listen to our podcast, we had the Bills winning comfortably, at least by the spread, which was two and a half easily and they won by 28 points like this was this wasn't a close game at all this was continued dominance like mike said 12 and 2 in the last 14 meetings 10 out of 11 in the last 11 meetings like the bills are a legit team you have to beat us before you can consider everyone wanted to give them the crown everyone was willing to kneel down before all the minions of the AFC East, which includes the terrible Jets and the Patriots, and just place the crown right on the Dolphins' head without them earning it. And they would have had to go through Buffalo. They didn't. They did keep up, like you said, for the first couple of quarters, but then it was just a boat race. Like there wasn't there was there was nothing left for the Buffalo Bills to accomplish. Cause I mean, they took their starters out at the end. Like that's in, like in the f- halfway through the fourth quarter. Like they didn't even need to start them. So uh great win by the Bills today. Um, the offense looked tremendous. Josh Allen, like we said, w- if we were looking for a way for the Bills to lose today, we talked about this in the preview podcast, but we're like, Josh Allen has to just implode, right? Like he has to have a game like against the Jets or like he had last year against the Dolphins in the playoffs. Mike, like you said, they only won by three points in that game. And a lot of it was due to Josh Allen making mistakes or the Bills turning the ball over. They didn't do that today. In fact, they turned the ball over uh, against the Dolphins. And they had tremendous success at one point. I think Josh Allen, let me see. Hold on. Let me look at the stats real quick. Uh, Josh Allen had as many incompletions today as he did touchdown passes. A perfect rating, 158.3. He was great. He was unbelievable. Uh, And the team in general looked great on offense and on defense. Sure, they let, you know, the, the best offense in the NFL up until this point score, you know, three touchdowns. But overall, they look dominant on defense, too. The Bills didn't have to worry about the the Dolphins' run game too much. I mean, HN looked really good. He had eight carries on 101 yards in two touchdowns, so he did look good. But other than that, the Bills, I mean, they held Raheem Mostert to nine yards on seven carries. Tua Tagovailoa, 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, I can't remember if he had a fumble or not, but uh, I mean... I think Tua like played like just the Bills defense was dominating. I don't know what quarterback could have done anything. Um, just if you're a Dolphins fan, you look at the two, the the was it two sacks that he took on fourth down? Like oh, that's brutal. But it was the Bills defense that just just came crashing in. It was like unless he just throws it up blindly, um, which you got to do when it's fourth down like that. But um, I thought Tua played played well to a a point is just a smothering bills defense. Yeah. He's looked the best that any quarterback has looked against the Buffalo bills defense this season. Agreed. Agreed. You know, hats off to Sean McDermott for hanging, like holding this like number one ranked offense to only 20 points, right? Like the bills offense played lights out and they didn't need to score 48 points to win because of Sean McDermott's defense. I think him, I I think we might've mentioned this like before the season started, like one of the things 
that could make or break this season was how well Sean McDermott did in play calling for the defense, right? And up till this point, you could argue it's a huge step up or at least a step up, and it could be what takes that to that them to that next level as a team. Given the play of Allen and Diggs, right? Like both played out of their minds. Who would you say is the the AFC Player of the Week? It's so fun watching it just alternate between Bills players, but whether it's it's the Special Teams Player of the Week, the Defensive Player of the Week, it's like it's crazy. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Because not only did Josh Allen have four touchdowns passing, he also had that one long run in, right? Like that's I think with the eleven yard quarterback rating and the run, how do you not? If he had thrown one interception, right, you'd give it to Diggs all day, yeah, right? Like sure. one interception or fumbled it once or just like not the perfect mm-hmm. rating, right? Like maybe it was 21 for 31, mm-hmm. right? But would you, when you have, you have as many touchdowns as incompletions and the incompletions were the receiver's fault. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have had 400 yards if it wasn't for those incompletions. John, I, luckily I can do this math. Josh Allen, 21 for 25, 84% completion percentage. That's, that's pretty damn good. You know, like all things considered, um, I think I say you got to give it to Allen. Stefan Diggs had an unbelievable game. Maybe, maybe you do give it to Diggs just for the fact that three touchdowns in one game is very hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's not That's in those stats is that long pat, like the pass interference. Like, part of me thinks you should add that yardage back on. Like, I, I get why you, you don't or you can't, but it's like, man, it was such a big play. Yeah. Yeah, they should give them at least half the yardage or something. Like contractually, there should be something in their contracts where they're like, hey, if I get flagged for, you know, 500 yards of pass interference, that should be a bonus, right? You two are – I'm perennially shocked at, at how much you care about players getting a, more money. Like it never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> well, they should benefit from it somehow. I mean, what do you think it should benefit it statistically? Well, who cares unless they get paid for it, right? It's all about the Benjis, man. You like, know that. <laughs> 80% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck and the yeah. greatest economy in the world. And you guys are like, oh, he's only getting $15 million this year. <laughs> like, he can put his agent can put it on the highlight tape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I should, uh, you're right. We should, if there was a way to make that money go to people that need it, like, I'd be all for it. <laughs> but since I can't, let it go to Stefan Dix. You're right. <laughs> Dix is fine. Um, yeah. So I who get, would you I give get, it to, I, Mike? Diggs I was like, Allen? how do you not give it to Allen given the statistic? But but then Diggs, like, I guess uh, you have to consider the rarity of each performance, too. And it seems like Allen could do this every other week, whereas Diggs, it just, it seems like a more rare occurrence for his style. Good line. point. Good point. It's much more rare for him to have 120 yards, three touchdowns, only not get one, mm-hmm. only not catch one target. But that might have been the. Does that count on a penalty? Only one target he didn't catch, but that might have been the penalty ball. So I don't know if they count that. But yeah, I did the rarity. Rarity would be more Stephon Diggs, and not him, just any receiver. If the penalty, yeah, the penalty was accepted, so that it wouldn't. That play doesn't count at all, basically. So oh, okay. that that wasn't okay, the target. It was something else. Yeah. So John, what do you say? Mike and I are kind of leaning towards Diggs as a more rare stat line. Which um, one do you think? You know, you know what? I was gonna give it to Diggs, but after hearing you guys talk about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off Mike and I'm gonna give it to both of them. <laughs> oh, Which dead. is not possible, right? <laughs> no, I just did it. They gave the MVP to two players once, didn't they? Yeah, McNair and Manning, they, I think. They they've given the MVP to the, the losing team and the losing player in the Super Bowl before. So, you know, 
Anything's up for for grabs, right? I think I'm going digs. Mike, you go digs too. Then, okay. it, then yeah. it doesn't it cancels cancels whatever weird thing John says here. Does <laughs> like I'm just gonna piss you off. It's <laughs> uh, funny. That's funny. And if you bet on if you bet with us when the Bills were favored by two and a half, then you made a lot of money. So that's good. Good for you. Good on you. Um, let's go into stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. All people can come up with statistics to prove anything can't. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, Josh Allen, we mentioned 21 for 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Latavius Murray, the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills today, four carries for 32 yards. Murray looked good. Uh, Damian Harris had six carries for 29 yards. James Cook, 12 carries for 29 yards, but he also had a touchdown. So not a great day running the ball, technically. Only 29 yards and 12 carries. That's like two point something yards per carry. Not great, but he did have that touchdown. Um, the Bills didn't need to run the ball, to be honest. I mean, I know they tried, but um, if anything, I think they had more opportune running. Like, if it was third and two, they'd get, like, a three-yard gain. Like, that sort of thing. Like, it, it wasn't as critical today, obviously. Scored 48 points. Who cares about the run game? Stefan Diggs, the leading receiver. Actually, I forgot Josh Allen had four carries for 17 yards, one touchdown. Stefan Diggs, six receptions on seven targets for 120 yards and three touchdowns had that long 55 yard touchdown, which we'll talk about later. I'm sure um, Gabe Davis, the next leading receiver, three receptions on three targets for 61 yards and one touchdown. James cook, one target, one reception, 48 yards. That was a great play too. I don't know if I'm going to give that my sweet sassy molassy play of the game. I, I, I probably won't great play though. Amazing reception by James Cook. Dalton Kincaid getting in the mix. Four receptions on five targets for 27 yards. Still still no breakout game for Dalton Kincaid, but a decent game. Decent game. Latavius Murray had two receptions on two targets for 24 yards. Dude, Latavius Murray, not for nothing, he's kind of an unsung hero for the Bills offense. Like, he's just not a flashy player, but I think he's solid. He's a leading rusher today, and he had he gives, he gives this level of receiving... Ability that uh, Damian Harris doesn't necessarily bring right now. And it's, you know, a step below James Cook, but still, you know, Latavius Murray had today 66 yards, 56 yards. So unsung hero. I'll give him that. But obviously, Allen, Diggs, Davis, those were the good, those were the big breakout players today. Um, on the Dolphin side of the ball, we'll just say Tua Tagovailoa had 282 yards, uh, passing one touchdown, one interception. HN had, I mentioned, eight carries for 101 yards, two touchdowns. The Bills always struggle with with speed backs, it seems like. And he's one of the fastest backs uh, in the NFL. Tyreek Hill was the leading receiver for the Chiefs. Get this stat line. If you had to guess, John and Mike, how many receiving yards Tyreek Hill had today? How many would you guess? I think I'll start with John this time. John, how many receiving yards do you think Tyreek Hill had today? Leading receiver, mind you, for the Dolphins. I would not have guessed this. That's why I asked this question. Are we doing like Prince's right or just whoever's closest? <laughs> whoever's closest, just by, just by, yeah. Well, you're going to say like 40, and then Mike's going to say 41. So it's, yeah, yeah, whoever's closest. What if I said 60? 
<laughs> Ooh, that might be closer. No. Whatever you think. I'll say 60. Do you think 60? You can say 60. I'll say okay. 60. 60, Mike. 59. <laughs> it was 58. It was 58. That was a good guess, Mike. I thought you were going to go the other <laughs> way for sure. Did you look at the stats? The way you like sell stuff, it's like, oh, I think I'm so surprised. Ah. That's a good, you, six, that's that's a a good guess for both of us. Really? It was a really good guess. <laughs> I never said it was a bad You're guess. You were both within really two yards. <laughs> Those were both good guesses. I didn't take anything well, you away from s- the guess. It was 100% you, John. I only went one direction or the other by one. <laughs> John would have won both showcases. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I would have won over, though. Well done, John. John definitely deserves more credit than Mike on that one. <laughs> definitely. John, John Wall of, Wall of Fame <laughs> for guessing that. No, no, that I thought it would be more than 58 yards, wouldn't you? I mean, that's that's a really good job of defending Tyreek Hill. But I don't remember think? hearing his yards. Yeah, I, I don't remember hearing his name that much, though, either. So that's why I was like, it can't be a ton. I don't remember like seeing him get a really long something, right? Yeah, no, he didn't. You're right. The Bills did a great job of stopping that today. Um, Jalen Waddle was next leading receiver, uh, 46 yards on four receptions and five targets. And that's stats of the game. The stats of the game brought to you by the twin spire sports book at Delago. Um, I read the stats of the game before we even started. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh, no. you haven't asked us a question like that in ages. I'm surprised that you even thought that that might be, uh, that might be uh, a question I'd ask then. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why you looked because you didn't think I was going to ask you. Yeah, trying it. to. Mm. Well, that that impresses me. I didn't think you did any research for this uh, podcast, so that's uh, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how Mike doesn't laugh at that when John's like, "Good one, Nate." <laughs> Mike's like, Mike's like, hmm. amusing. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we're going to go into our sweet, sassy, molasses plays of the game. Maybe a Gettysburg of the game or a turn, turn, turn play of the game. Um, and uh, who we put on our wall of fame and wall of shame and some hot takes from the listeners uh, and, and a giveaway. We'll talk to you guys after the break. All right. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. All right. Let's go into our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, John, why don't you go first? What's your Sweet Sassy Molassie play of the game? I'm going to go with the long uh, Diggs touchdown play. Um, obviously, it was a great route that he ran and everything, but like he spun away from the two defenders and ran at the rest of the way. I just, you know, you know, yelling at the TV, go, 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 right? <laughs> like, uh, great play. Just loved it. Um, yeah, so I'll go with that. I mean, there's lots of good plays, right? Um, and, and, and even like, you know, the wall famers and stuff, like I, we didn't really mention too much about like, I guess we did earlier on, but the defensive line, like, Oliver and, and Rousseau and like like the defensive line has been amazing this year. But um but no, not to get off track, the digs uh, long touchdown play. Yeah, well since we're you know talking about that, who had a sack today? Ed Oliver had a sack today. Um Taron Johnson had a forced fumble, Matt Milano had a forced fumble, flying all over the field as he always does. Micah Hyde had an interception. Um Daquan Jones had a sack today. Greg Rousseau had two sacks. Like you said, lots of uh, lots of things to go around there. 
for the defensive line. So, I mean, that's more of a wall of fame thing, Jim. It's okay. Like give him a shout out for, uh, in sweet sassy molassy. Um, I'm, that was mine too, John, that specific, that 55 yard touchdown by Diggs in the second quarter. I mean, the game was so close, so it was an important play. Um, at that moment in time, it wasn't like they were up by three scores or anything at that point, but, um, it it kind of reminded me of like you said great route run but his ability to just like just keep going like he could have you know taken some contact and fell down or whatever but he just kept going it kind of reminded me a little bit of remember that famous his most famous play ever and one of the most famous plays in recent history was against the saints in that when he was a minnesota viking and he caught that play at the end of the game that walk-off touchdown in overtime over like uh, it was a safety. It was New Orleans Saints safety. He caught it, and he thought the guy was going to hit him, and he just didn't. And he kept his footing, and he stayed in bounds, and he ran for the touchdown. Like that was Stephon Diggs, right? Like that kind of reminded me a little bit of that play with with how good it was and and how heady of a play it was to just stay in bounds, don't go down, don't take the the contact. They're trying to rip the ball out. Don't let them. Just run for the touchdown. I, that was one of my favorite plays. That might be one of my favorite plays of Stephon Diggs as a, as a Buffalo Bill. For sure. And and even remind me of um Andre Reed Andre Reed a little bit, like getting those yards after the catch. Yeah. Yeah, good call there. It did remind him. Reminds me of uh of uh James Lofton and Don Beebe too. <laughs> Guys Harkens good, back to a time <laughs> when <laughs> Harkens back, yeah. No, no, you're right. It was it was very Andre Reed esque, especially the yards after the catch thing. With like Diggs, like not for nothing, like he's a good wide receiver. I, I feel like he doesn't get a ton of yards after catch because he runs such a great route. The ball gets there, and then he's usually swarmed by like two or three defenders. He tries to fight for extra yards. Sometimes he gets a few, but it's not like he's getting that ball and he's running 30 yards every time. Like that's just not his game. Like he's a good wide receiver, but he doesn't. That I was agree. one of the few times where like I feel like he got that yak. Yep. Mike, we said what our sweet sassy molassy play of the game is. Is that yours? Also, or you have a different Yeah, I can't disagree. Just situationally, it was uh, end of the second quarter. I'm most right in the score was 14-21 up to that point. So to double up on the Dolphins, it it was like really energized the crowd and the Bills never looked back and the Dolphins scored six points after that. It's like definitely huge. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of plays. Just like as honorable mentions, right? One of them was a Deontay Hardy play where it was like third down and he caught the ball. Like, and we, and by the way, we don't mention Deontay Hardy's name a whole lot. He's just not a lot. He's just not involved in this offense a ton at this point. Uh, mind you, he had, what did he have today statistically? Two receptions on two targets for 10 yards. But that play that I was thinking of was like, it was like third and four or third and six or something. Um, Josh Allen throws the ball to him. He's well short of the, of the sticks. Right. And he has to go down to almost the ground to pick up the catch the ball off the ground. He catches it. There's a guy diving for him. He gets the other way. He makes a quick move, makes a guy miss and somehow gets the first down on a fourth down and an important third down to stop it and get first down. And I, I believe they ended up scoring on that drive. Like just another heads up play. Like it gets lost in the shuffle because of all the great touchdowns the bills had. Um, but um, just a great play by Hardy on that one. And also a shout out to James Cook on that amazing play where um, it was more so Josh Allen running out of the pocket, evading pressure. He rolls to his right and he finds James Cook like along the sidelines and Cook ends up getting like another 25 yards after the catch or 30 or 40 yards after the catch. Like amazing, amazing play by both him and James Cook. Captain Cook, great play. All right. Is there is there a uh, Gettysburger turn, turn, turn? 
play of the game in this one? Might be when the Bills forced Miami to punt for the first time. So it was, you know, the back and forth, right? Touchdown, 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 each team. Um, the Bills gained a lot of momentum on defense after that, and they were able to keep stopping them after that. I mean, it, they ended up with 20, right? So they got two touchdowns, but then they stopped them, and the crowd got into it. The, you know, the defense didn't look back. They, they kept getting even better uh, throughout the game. Um, I, I think that's probably it. So in the second quarter, when it was tied 14-14, to 14, and before it was it was a defensive stop right before the Bills went up for that touchdown to Stephon Diggs in the end zone, the eleven yard touchdown. Yeah, like that that drive was that the drive was that the touchdown where Stephon Diggs uh, did his stone cold Steve Austin impression and smashed the beer cans together and threw them up in the air. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, dude. That was a sick. That was a. That was a sick celebration. That might that should be the sweet sassy Malazzi play of the game. Now that I bet, forget that touchdown, that amazing touchdown catch. Just him finding somehow like staging two beers and shit. Just the only thing that would have been better is if he started chugging them like Stone Cold Steve Austin does. Yeah, that's the only way to make it better. But then he'd get fined for drinking a beer like yeah. Spencer Brown did. The only bad thing is, as I don't I think he staged the beers. I think beer. he took them from people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars worth of beer. Did he? You think he just grabbed them from the people? He went over, found people in the stands ahead two beers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was even better. That that should definitely win. Sweet sassy Molassi play of the game. Then. I thought that was but after that's... the long touchdown. Oh, was it after the long touchdown? Oh, maybe. I forget. He scored so many touchdowns. I, I can't remember which was which. I know you get lost in all the touchdowns. <laughs> if he only scored one, which he wouldn't have won offensive, which he won't win offensive uh, AFC Player of the Week for. For just the one, but yeah. I mean, what's good about the Stefan Dig thing in general is that it shows he's not slowing down. Like we we knew that the chemistry was there the first few games. Like I wonder, like when he was scoring that fifty-five yard touchdown, is he gonna have the wheels to keep going and beat these guys? Because you mentioned Mike last week, it was like you know Damian Harris. He's like, oh, he has the only oh, has the punter to beat, and he couldn't beat the punter. <laughs> like this week, it's like, oh, he only has the safety to beat. Like I don't know if he can get past the safety, <laughs> but he did. Yeah, Diggs is pretty good. So let, yeah, yeah, Diggs, Diggs, <laughs> good wide receiver. <clears throat> uh, let's go into our wall of fame and wall of shame, and let's start off with the wall of fame. Wall. Uh, Mike, who do you put on your wall of fame in this one? To me, it's a debate between Allen and Diggs. With Allen being perfect, it's so hard to go away from him. I mean, accounting for five touchdowns, four through the air, one running, just excellent decision-making, perfect passer rating. But to me, it's it feels more rare. I mean, it's been a while since somebody's had a perfect passer rating. But it feels like Allen could do it every other week, whereas Diggs, and not Diggs, just a receiver has his kind of day with the touchdowns, the yards, and then you the yards um, that he accounted for or what the, the, the PI call. Um, so I, I'd have to go digs. Yeah. That was a, a good spirited conversation we had before the podcast. It's like, if you were to give the AFC offensive player of the week award to someone, would you give it to Allen or digs? And I kind of agree with you, Mike. It's just, I mean, as, as rare as it is to have a perfect passer rating, have four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero fumbles, like 21 for 25. Like it's just an absolute, absolutely like just, 
incredible game by Allen. I don't think enough can be said about it. But like you said, like the 120, 100 plus yards, three touchdowns, like that's just so rare. It's so rare in the NFL to see it. Uh, like Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards last week. Like that's so rare to do. You know, like that's, it's it's noteworthy. Having three touchdowns in one game is, I think, I agree. I give it to Stephon Diggs, obviously honorable mention to Josh Allen. Um, John, what about you, Wall of Fame? You know, I'm going to give it to Allen and Diggs and the defensive line. Boom. Oh, good. There you nice. go. Nice. John, three-headed monster. That's actually pretty good for you, John. Normally, you go like five-headed. <laughs> you give it like all of, all the fame or all the shame. <laughs> um, Was that yeah, like I, I mean, we didn't even mention the four defense. Guys on the I thought, defensive line. you know. <laughs> Sorry, I take that back. That sounds about right. So, yeah, the defensive line, unbelievable game by them. Again, just getting pressure to – and we mentioned that on the preview podcast is that, you know, the, the difference between this game not only was Allen not imploding because we did think that the Bills were the better team, was just the defensive line. We, we mentioned, you know, them getting so much pressure on the commanders the week before that and then, you know, Tua only needing like 2.7 seconds to get the ball out the previous three weeks, John, you mentioned that stat. And then you said that the bills were taking like four, four seconds to get to the, you know, Sam Howell. So like, was that going to translate? Were they going to be able to still get pressure? Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with the coverage, not just the defensive line, John, let me know what you think about this. Not only the defensive line, but also the coverage to make to a hold onto the ball longer than he wants to. Right. I think it's just a great game plan by McDermott in, in that, in that approach. You know, you're right. I'm going to give it to Allen, Diggs, the entire defense, and McDermott. <laughs> what about Dorsey? Dorsey called a great game, too. Dorsey, gonna and, Dorsey Dorsey and Dorsey and the offensive line, too. I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, offensive line, of course. <laughs> you can't you can't leave them out. Uh, yeah, lots Did of Allen lots of this is a... Did Allen get sacked at all? I can't remember. Don't worry. Hold on, I'll let you know. I think he did get caught a couple times, maybe. But... Not, no, no. Or was it after? Oh, he I'm sorry. Up? Yeah, Van Ginkle got two sacks. Yeah, Van Ginkle got two sacks. There was a late hit by Van Ginkle, wasn't there? He just like yeah knocked Allen down. I remember they didn't that. Call yeah. that play. They I was didn't call upset it. about that. Yeah, I remember being pissed about that. Like so much for Matt Milano being a dirty player. <laughs> like what? Yeah, well, Milano's hits are clean. They're just like really good hits. <laughs> they almost look like they should just be really dirty. good hits. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Matt Milano did not have a dirty hit against Tua last week he, or last year when he got the concussion. No. He pushed him down as after he threw the ball. That's I mean, he got flagged for it, but like that wasn't intent with like there's only one intention there and that's to like hurt someone. Like he shoved him. It wasn't like he body slammed him. He shoved him as he was backpedaling. So I mean, Dolphins fans that complain about that think it was dirty. Because he got injured on that play. But did he really get injured on that play? Because he played the rest of the game. Apparently, he did not get a concussion. So how dirty was it? Van Ginkle, much dirtier player. Especially because Matt Milano's not dirty. Anyway, <laughs> uh, wall of shame. Let's go into the wall of shame part. Shame. 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 John, who do you have on your wall of shame? Um, the injury to, Dr- to Tredavious White. Whoever's responsible for that, the football gods. Man, just it's like that's why they have that's why they're putting in new grass on the field, right? That's probably not that that matters. Hopefully, that'll curb injuries like that. But man, that that does suck. My wall of shame too, Mike. Your wall of shame, Tre'Davious White's yeah potential injury. When you say you don't think it matters, you don't think grass would help. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if it would. 
Um, it couldn't hurt, I don't think. But I, I mean, it seems like all the players are pushing for grass. And so obviously they played on enough surfaces where they're like, I'm much less likely to get injured. I'm trying to think like Tredavis White tore his ACL uh, against the Saints and they play in a dome. I don't imagine that's grass, obviously. Um, and then Von Miller did his in at the Lions dome where you can't have grass. So I don't know for sure. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna Google that. I think just ask, just ask ruling it out is will be nice. It seems like there's a curse. Like Von Miller, Tredavious White, like they're never at the same place at the same time. The NFL and NFLPA are in agreement that non-direct contact injury rate is higher on synthetic surfaces than grass. And in twenty twenty in the twenty twenty two season saw the biggest gap in injury rates between the surfaces since twenty sixteen. Let's see. Uh, of those kind of players, have a thirty-two percent higher rate of non-contact knee injuries on turf, and a staggering sixty-nine percent higher rate of non-contact sixty-nine percent higher rate of non-contact foot ankle injuries on turf compared to grass. So not only is a stadium, you know, it'll be good. It'll be a better stadium than the old one. It'll just like hopefully limit those injuries. Like last season, make- last season we lost fun right before. Trey came Playoffs. back, and now it's the opposite. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. They both got injured on yeah, Thanksgiving, no didn't they? Terrible. Wasn't it Thanksgiving yep. one year and then Thanksgiving the next year? Yep, you're right. Exactly. It was literally the Thanksgiving game that they played. Um, they had this. Yeah, if there was one like wall of shame or sad, annoying, slash annoying moment as a Bills fan, um, that was it. Frustrating that that had to happen. It's funny because I was watching the instant replay because they were showing the pass or something that happened for the Buffalo Bills before that. Like, I don't know if there was an incomplete pass or whatever. They're showing a the replay. And I remember seeing Trey White, like, like fall down randomly. Right. Like, and you're just like, Oh, well maybe he tripped and I didn't see it. Right. Like, I hope that's not a non-contact injury, but what are the odds that it is? And then they start showing players flagging the training staff. And whenever they flag the training staff, staff over that's always a bad sign they're never like oh he's about to get up he just had the wind knocked out of him you guys better come over right so and then everyone comes around and you're just like ah this sucks so um not to put a drain on this tremendous victory but um you know here's hoping trey here's hoping you know it's not too serious but we'll know that the other thing too is like we're talking about miller and white but like just having poyer hyde and white on the field at the same time the beginning of this year is the first time this happened in like forever because Hyde was injured all yeah. of last year. Poyer has been missed a bunch of games. And then before that white was hurt for a whole year. Like it's just one thing for another. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, obviously, you know, their best cornerback. So um, they're going to miss him for sure. Benford got banged up today. Speaking of injuries, Benford got banged up. Taron Johnson got banged up. Um, Benford, Hopefully, since he finished the game, hopefully we'll be ready for next week against the Jaguars in London. Um, Taron Johnson um, sounds like it was just cramps. It looks like based on what banged up Bills wrote on Twitter. So let's hope for that. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, getting Von Miller back sooner. Um, I, you know, I'm not in a rush to get Von Miller back. Obviously, I'd love him f- for him to be back if he's 100%, which they won't put him out if he's not, I don't think. But, dude, the defensive line has been playing great. I don't know if I want Greg Rousseau or Leonard Floyd to like miss snaps so that Von Miller can get, you know, to dig into their, cause they're playing so well, those guys are playing so well. So, I mean, if you want to like ease him in, if you want to ease him in, like make him active, but like have him play like 10% of the snaps, right. I'm okay with that. But like, let's wait till we have to like 
put them up to a full workload until we know he's absolutely ready, right? They they play rotation anyway. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I, I do think they should wait another week anyhow, assuming that he's ready because he hasn't been able to practice. So you'd think you'd want a week or two at least of practice before you, you know, I wouldn't go to London right away and, and play immediately, you know? No, no, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, we're really going to be tested this next week with Benford possibly being banged up, Taron Johnson, hopefully not banged up, and obviously the Trey White situation. And then, you know, Kyrie Elam could be playing a lot more. Dean Jackson could be playing a lot more, most likely Dean Jackson. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the secondary um, with Tredavious White out. Um, and then, luckily, it's one of the it's one of the deepest positions the Bills have, thankfully, with Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam. Dane Jackson would probably be a starter on most teams in the NFL, just like Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace had a good game a couple weeks ago, by the way. I was watching that game against the, uh, I can't remember who they were playing now at this point, but um, he had a good game. I think it was maybe the Browns. I can't remember. But um, yeah, starter everywhere else, and he's, he's going to have his chance. So um, yeah, the biggest wall of shame just for us, all three of us, is just, yeah, I'm sure Bills Mafia in general Hoping that uh, hoping that it's not too serious. Um, let's see. Hot takes. Oh wait, no, I missed a couple of the stats of the game, like important stats. Since this was a statistically important game for like history, Josh Allen has no now thrown multiple pass touchdowns in twelve straight games against the Dolphins, including the playoffs, extending the longest streak by a quarterback against a single opponent in NFL history. I mean, can we safely say at this point Josh Allen owns the Dolphins? Maybe that's one of the reasons why Dolphins fans are so pissed off because they're just like, ugh, like more of this. Yeah, was it ten of the last eleven? Or he's only lost to the Dolphins twice, right? His very first game as a rookie and that hundred something degree game last year, right? Like those are the only two times. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, yeah, otherwise he's done really well against them. Josh Allen. Uh, with his with his rushing touchdown, it marked his fifth offensive touchdown for today, uh, which ties his career high done three other times, and most recently versus versus the uh, Washington Commanders, I guess, in 2021. So there's been three times where he's had five offensive touchdowns. That's crazy. I feel like that Michael Jordan meme. Whenever we talk about Josh Allen and the amazing day he's had, I feel like that Josh or that uh, that Michael Jordan meme where he's holding the he's holding the the trophy maybe it's from the last dance and stuff he's holding the the NBA championship trophy and he's crying and the quote is like i prayed for days like these that's like how i feel as a bills fan every time we talk about how amazing josh allen is i pray for days like these Stephon Diggs is a second Bills player with three receiving touchdowns in a game against the Dolphins, and the first since Lee Evans did it on December 4th, 2005. Diggs' third game with three receiving touchdowns as a Bill passes Evans for the most in franchise history. Dude, is Josh Allen aside, is Stephon Diggs one of the best players the Bills have ever had at this point? Like, I feel like it's kind of safe to say. At this point, like he he's he's going up the rank. I mean, if we had him since a rookie, since he was a rookie, like he easily be best receiver the Bills have ever had, including Andre Reid. I'm not willing. You're not to willing say to that, give it because yeah. he's not a Hall of Famer yet. I mean, is if his career ended now, would he be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, probably, probably not. not. He's a few more maybe. years, but maybe it's recency bias on my part. I, he's um up there for sure. I mean, after Andre Reid. They've had some good receivers, but I mean, he's 
he's probably number two, it, right? Easily, yeah. Easily number two. I think he's vying for number one then. If he's not number one right now, he's on his way. He keeps, continues to play like this for another couple of years. Because like, yeah, before Diggs, who would you have there? It would either be like Albert Dabidian from the 60s or Eric Moulds or Lofton only played a couple of years for the Bills anyway, right? Three years. So, so that's whatever. my... So, I'm going to say that's my argument for him being better than Reed because Reed always had great receivers around him, like BB, Lofton, you know, like, and even at one point, like Molds, like he was, he was usually never the only guy, I would say, when they were good. Stefan Diggs. I would almost, I would almost, I would almost say it's the other way around. Like other teams were so focused on Reed, it helped the other receivers do well. Oh, maybe. Maybe. It just feels like Stefan Diggs is the offense for this team receiving the ball. I mean, Gabe Davis pitches in, but I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. We'll have it we'll have it in the offseason. Yeah, I think the I think the argument Yeah, I think the argument would be better like mentioning Thurman Thomas and Andre being on the same team as opposed to like the other receivers and, that they had. Good point. Thank you for making my argument better for me, because I'm clearly not capable of doing it myself. <laughs> well, Nate, if you wanted to make the argument, I think the better way to do it. <laughs> if you wanted to sound smarter and less like an idiot, I would recommend um, <laughs> in today's Bills victory, Josh Allen became the second player in NFL history with 300 plus passing yards, four plus touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown, and a 158.3 rating, the highest attainable mark in a single game. Aaron Rodgers also did so in week seven of the 2019 season. I'm glad Josh Allen got that bad game out of the way, man. He set a franchise record today for completion percentage with 84.0. Um, yeah. Stefan Diggs tallied his third game as a bill with three receiving touchdowns, which marks a franchise record. He moved into the top 50 all time in receptions. He now ranks number 49 in the NFL, became the second bill to ever catch three touchdowns versus Miami. The first, yeah, we mentioned that with Lee Evans. Okay, cool. Cool. Those were some extra stats. Let's get into some hot takes. Do you guys want some spicy hot takes? Yeah. From, uh, from Bill's fandom. Let's see how, uh, Let's see how spicy they are. I'll share them on my screen so Mike and John can see them. The first hot take from our guy, Jason Statham. Ken Dorsey might actually be a good coach. <laughs> that's not a hot that's, take. That is that is compared to what's recently happened. How we've how we viewed Ken Dorsey recently, I could see that. I've, I've viewed him okay. I, I think he's been good all season. This season, I would agree, but... Um, you know, there's a large contingency, myself including. I wasn't sure how he, you, how well he would be this season. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this, we had the same conversation with Dable. Everybody's like, "Oh, Dable, Dable's awful. He's got to go." I hate Dable. I hate all these play calls. And then he goes, and everybody's like, "Oh no, we need Dable back." I miss Dable. I hope he gets fired so he can become our our offensive coordinator. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Dorsey's fine. Colby Pleasant says Miami fans equal clowns. See, told you, told you. Also, also <laughs> not a hot take. We all knew this? Is that why you're saying that? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Todd, he's, John's like, that's not a hot take. He's like, that's like saying the sky's blue. Like, yeah, Colby, we get it, right? <laughs> Water's wet. Got it. Miami fans, Miami fans are clowns. Like, we all know that. That's funny. It's just a given that they're just terrible um todd ferguson writes the bills play a complete game showcasing their potential onto the jags let's go buffalo bills playing a complete game 
for us. Still waiting for a hot take. Jaden, Jaden Wolf. The best hot take we got last week, by the way, which I still maintain was a really good hot take, was like, I can't remember who exactly said it, but it was like everything outside of Diggs, the Bills seem to really seem to force. And it was a really thoughtful hot take, which I was like, because that's part of a hot take is not only that it's like crazy in nature necessarily, but also like it's something that everyone kind of thinks in the back of their head, just no one speaks it out loud. Like that's also a hot take in my opinion. Jaden Wolf says Torrance is the man. Diggs is him. McDermott should have been calling the deep plays all along, the defensive plays all along. Um, yeah, Torrance. Yeah, I, Osiris Torrance, man. The guy, the guy earned that job. Um, Diggs is him. McDermott should have been calling the defensive plays all along. Um, absolutely. If this is the kind of defense we could have had the whole time, you know, it's like that Seinfeld, right? Like when um, Elaine wanted that guy to grow his hair out. Because like he was bald and she liked it, but then she saw a picture of him with hair and she found out that he was just shaving it on his own. She's like, I could be dating this. <laughs> I could be dating this guy. That's like us. Like we could we could have had we could have had this defense the whole time. Yeah. It's funny too, because the defense has been good. It's just it's it seems <laughs> even better now. I feel like it's there, an imperfect analogy because he then tries to grow it out for her and fails spectacularly. It, it like grows in all, comes in all patchy, right? It's <laughs> something. Oh. Turns out he's actually bald because he it was actually, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, the beginning of it is is a perfect analogy. <laughs> Not how it turns out. I didn't say how it turns out. Notice I didn't talk about that part of the episode. Uh, just the part that suited me. Um, AJ Tharp writes his hot take is Trey White only had the hiccups and will be fine. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of finger crossing there. Stu McAllister says, not a hot take, but this defense is on fire. What's going to happen when Vaughn is back? Hashtag destruction. Go Bills. Paul Evans, right? His hot take. Our win over Washington last week looks even better after they played the Eagles today. Yeah, the, the Eagles just barely beat the Washington Commanders today. Matt Chu said the Buffalo Bills should wear flipper slippers to commemorate how they spent all afternoon ankle deep in dorsal fins. <laughs> Buffalo Bills Reddit says McDaniel is still just a glorified Shanahan offensive coordinator. It's cute when he's beating up on a hapless opponent, but if he really wants to be great, he needs to grow beyond that. And so far, he has not shown he can. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. You're going to love this one, John, for a hot take. You're going to love this next one. Karen, hashtag go Bills, hashtag let's go Buffalo says, Bills going 16-1, and one. book it. <laughs> That's She has a really cool picture of Josh Allen with the fingers over his chin like, hmm. Um, John, you love that hot take. Or again, not a hot take. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a hot take, but I do like the tweet. You're like it's not a hot take. It's just like Colby saying that Miami Dolphins fans are clowns. Like, yeah, we get it. Water's wet. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, here's a good one. Mike Graham writes: Sean McDermott is the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. Don't at me. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one a lot. Anakin Skywalker says: Offensive scheme, especially the run game, as we started rolling has been excellent. Dominant D. If we can rise and overcome the scares and further injuries to the secondary, we got a whole extra gear coming when it's time to get the 40 ounces out and up when it's Miller time. Wow. Lots in that one. That was a good tweet. CG writes, Buffaloes are the superior AFC East animal. That's a good one. There there might be the superior AFC animal overall, really. 
Is there another AFC team that they're the only ones that are another animal are the Dolphins? Can't say versus a, yeah. that you're afraid of, right? Like, well, it's a Jet and a Patriot. Not Cincinnati. No, I, did they say AFC? <laughs> I thought it was AFC East. Right. I mean, no, he said he said AFC East, but I'm thinking like in the whole AFC. Yeah, Bengals, right? Tigers, Tigers are the only team that scares me is San Francisco. Oh, in the NFL, yeah, that's like a perfect. But I mean, the Bills, if they can stop the run, I'm. I don't know. I mean, Ber- Berman's dream of a Bills 49ers Super Bowl yeah. might actually come true. Yeah, you know, year. I liked what Buffalo Bills Reddit said because they talked about the the Shanahan, you know, coaching tree, right? McDaniel is still just a glorified Shanahan offensive coordinator. Like the Bills, uh, I mean, you're talking about Shanahan offensive coordinator, his style. Like who else came from, like Kyle Shanahan, like the Bills did this well against a Shanahan, you know, uh, what's it called when a guy comes from? Not Shanahan subordinate, like a Shanahan, uh, whatever. A guy continuing disciple, on. disciple. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, Mike. Mike's my personal podcast thesaurus. <laughs> um, yeah, like if they can do that against him, what's to say that they can't do it against Kyle Shanahan and John? I don't think he should be as worried. Like I think they can. I'm not saying they'll win, but I think they can handle themselves. In in previous seasons under Leslie Frazier led offense, I or defense, I wouldn't be as sure of that. Okay, nobody, so then right? Nobody. Reen Dag says we have to trade for cornerback depth. That's an interest. Now that's a hot take. We have to trade for cornerback depth. They do. They do already have good depth. Cam Lewis is good depth in the secondary. He's like the fourth or fifth string cornerback. You know, Elam hasn't even been active any of these games, which might be concerning in and of itself. But (laughs) I think again, I think that's more indicative of how good they they, are corner, not as how bad he is. Yeah, I I agree. I think I, I I agree with you. I think. I think that's more so the reason. Thanks. Uh, Wolf said Hamlin made a difference today and were and were a big reason why the Bills look so dominant. That is a that is a hot take because he didn't even play defense, did he? I think Taylor Rapp was the backup for Poyer, so I think that that would be a very hot take. <laughs> Incorrect, possibly. This is funny. Saber Maniac writes Tua overrated. I'm not ready to say Tua's overrated. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Mike loves Tua. I mean, that's his. If he would love it, if he were on the Bills, really. Besides being Josh Allen's, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't think he's overrated. I just think he's not as good as Josh Allen, which you know, in his defense, not many quarterbacks are. Seven one sixteen ENT GRP writes: Our window was is closed. What's the point, right? Moo ha 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 ha. I'm terrible at it. And accentuating tweets. <laughs> Our window is closed, right? Like that's so funny. That's what I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a, a Twitter handle and, and reply to one of these and just make it like some crazy long Twitter handle. No, so don't please don't. Please don't. I already struggle as it is to read. John, <laughs> reading is not my strength. So please don't make it any tougher for me. Um yeah, that's funny. That is what Dolphins fans were telling us over you know, Twitter, Instagram, all everywhere that we have social media, we're just like, dude, your window's closed. Like it was 2020 and 2021. Like that's all you guys had. <clears throat> it's not your time anymore. It's like, ah, I guess it still is our time. The, the only thing, the only thing that would have made this game sweeter is if the Bills scored like 71. Oh, that would have been great, John. That would have been great. Ugh, cool. Let's see. Joe Pelletieri says the Bills are the best D line in the NFL. Yeah, that's not even so hot of a take, right? Like that's that might be true. Shady. Now this is interesting. Shady writes this current situation is why Elam needs to be playing. Like that's a that's an interesting point because like you know you don't get reps by not playing, right? Like so you expect the guy to get. 
better by never letting him play. Like, how is that going to happen, right? Does anyone ever get better from sitting on the bench? I don't well, he'll still not be playing next week if Benford is healthy. Yeah, yeah, true. GGB writes, pass rush is elite, and we get Vaughn back. And this goes along the same line. The Wolf, great win, great effort in all four phases, not crowning anyone, but huge statement for the Buffalo Bills. Got to keep it rolling. Absolutely. This was a huge statement win for the Buffalo Bills, just as it pertains to the national media and the spotlight being put on the Dolphins. I mean, everybody loves a good story. Everyone loves a team that scores, you know, um, 70 points. Uh, but in the end, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's who you played against and and can you do that consistently? Can you win consistently? And, um, you know, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, it's great that they scored 70 points against the Broncos, but how many points did they score against the Patriots? Like 15? Like that's nobody's talking about that game. So, um, or I, I can't remember what is it like 20 something points. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't 35, 40, 50. I don't remember anyway. Um, so yeah, guys, any final thoughts on this Buffalo bills win? Um, anything going on? Let's do our quick, uh, T public giveaway for the people that have left us a review on our podcast feed. Um, I mentioned a couple of really cool ones from AJ Tharp and, T Cunning 89 last week. So appreciate those guys, those folks, guys or gals, writing in. <laughs> like that part in Moana where he's like, Maui is demigod to all. Not it's not a he she thing. <laughs> it's like uh Pickling the Wagons is uh podcast to all. She thing. Okay. So the winner of this week's oh, is this week four? Oh, this is the hoodie giveaway. This is week four. All right, every every fourth game we do a hoodie giveaway. So the hoodie giveaway goes to at jback01. That's at jback01. You just won a Buffalo Bills style hoodie from our T Public store. And if you haven't checked out our T Public store, please do so. Um, it is in the show notes for those if you're interested in checking that out. So cool. Thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate you guys following with us for this tremendous, absolutely incredible Buffalo Bills win. Um, there wasn't, you know, it was close at the beginning, but there really wasn't a question um, after halftime. It felt so good um, just to really, you know, let the league know that we're still the team to beat. You can't be the best if you can't beat the best. So thank you guys all for listening. Signing off for John. Go Bills, squish the Jags. Nice. And for Mike? Go Bills. Great game. Can't wait till next week. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you guys after a bit of tea in London with the Jaguars. Go Bills.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>